This is Paul Jones with Bootleggers Music Group and Bootleggers Music Group Radio. What you are about to listen to is our interview with former Bengal David Fulcher and his wife Judy, who are now doing ministry work. And uh, you're going to find out that David Fulcher was a powerhouse on the football field, if you're a football fan. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, this part of his life is uh, way bigger to me and way bigger to the world and the community. Uh, I am going to play it in its entirety, except I have removed a few songs just to keep it under a certain amount of time. So you'll hear during those breaks that I fade out for a song and then fade right back in. And the song is missing, but you can always listen to it on the radio station and or on Spotify. So without any further ado, here is Bridging the Gap with David Coleman and Mr. and Mrs. David Fulcher. Bootleggers Music Group and Bootleggers Music Group Radio. This is Paul Jones. Try that again. I, I'm going to try that again. Let me uh, first day new mouth. Okay. Uh, Bootleggers Music Group and Bootleggers Music Group Radio. This is Paul Jones. I'm in the in the uh, studio today on Race Road, right in between uh, Ron's Roost and Steak and Shake. So Ron's Roost, clucking good chicken, and I got uh, David Coleman here, the host of Bridging the Gap. Say hello, David. Hello, Paul. All right, and I want you to say hello again, so uh, I turn your mic on. There you go. That would be very helpful. You're, it you're it really is very uh, Yeah. Hi, folks. It's David Coleman. Welcome to Bridging the Gap. Yeah, and we've got some really cool people here right now. We do. We have David Fulcher, Bengal legend, a hard-hitting safety. We'll find out how you got Faux Rock as a nickname, his incredible wife. I already Jamie. know that. I already know that. Oh, answer. I, well, shh, I know that. Him tell it. <laughs> yeah, you got to be fun to go to the movies with. <laughs> so we'll, we'll let him tell us where that's at. And uh, we're lucky enough to also have your daughter. In yeah. Uh, Livy Lou, Olivia Donetta Jones is uh, here. She uh, stopped by today, too, to sit in with the Fultures. And speaking of the Fultures, how about say hello? We are here. Thank you very much. Hello. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hello, Dave. Judy. Hi. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yes. This is wonderful. All right. Well, we're looking forward to talking to you. We're going to start at the uh, top of the hour in five minutes or a little bit. I'm going to spin a song right now. As a matter of fact, I'm going to spin one that we got uh, on the, on the just was released about a month ago and is doing uh, really well. And actually, uh, less than a month ago, it's been uh, 12 days and has had... Uh, uh, let's see here, 38,000 plays in uh, 12 wow. days, and uh, so it's doing real good. It's called The Last Green, and I'm going to go ahead and spin that up, and we'll be right back with the Fulchers on... Bridging the Gap. With... David Coleman. Oh my gosh, you are very, very good. You're getting you so good at this part. There you go. <laughs> and I'm going to spin the, the live version of Last Green. There you go. And that was Last Green right there, and uh, that is uh, that was just released... Uh, few days ago. I think we might hear some sirens. So a uh, little heads up, we are in the studio on Race Road. I do have the garage door open today. Sometimes we hear some sounds, but I like to hear the beers. And right now uh, we got the uh, uh, got the sirens going off and I, I can't really get rid of that. I so believe it's the, uh, Ash Wednesday. Wednesday. First the first Wednesday. Wednesday. It is the first Wednesday. It is the first Wednesday. And again, this is Paul Jones with Bootleggers Music Group and Bootleggers Music Group Radio on Race Road, and it is uh, 12 o'clock right straight up. How about that? This is the first time we've ever started exactly on time. Right, so. right. Yeah, it yes. is 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on the fifth uh, month, fourth day of the 2022nd year, and David Coleman, take over. Well, we've had some great shows, but uh, this is this is very meaningful to me, and David and Judy, thank you for being here. The, the show's Bridging the Gap, and I'm David Coleman, your host, and 
the reason that this show has come to be is we wanted to find a way, and I wanted to find a way. You know, for years I've been known as the dating doctor, and I travel the world helping relationships, but I wanted to do something beyond that. So we created Bridging the Gap to help people find and connect to what they might need. That might be hope, it might be faith, it might be love, it might be God, it might be a relationship, it might be a sense of purpose. And uh, David, uh, you know, we've, we used to live pretty close to each other. Now you all have a beautiful new home. We kind of still live close to each other. Our families used to go to the same church for a while. And of all the athletes that I have followed over the course of my life, and there's been a few, I grew up in Canton, Ohio, which I would love to see you in someday, but uh, I grew up there. And so I've been a pretty avid fan of athletics. Without question, David, you are my favorite athlete of all time for me personally because of the classy nature of the way you play the game, the way you carry yourself, then getting to know the two of you as a couple. Uh, it's just an honor to have you both, and then we're going to get into more of what you do. But I just want to say hello, let you say hello to the audience, and tell a little bit about yourself, and maybe before we get into intimate details, tell us what your kids are up to. Wow, Dave, so... Um... You know, we, we're, we're, we've been blessed. Jeannie and I have done uh, so many things over the years, and, you know, it, 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 it had not always been that way. When we started out when we first met each other that we were coming from different backgrounds, and, you know, I'm, I'm from California, Los Angeles. Judy's born and raised here in Ohio, and, you know, I, I'm, obviously you can't see us, but I'm a black man, she's a white woman, and, you know, sometimes that uh, in this day and age, in this world, people... Um, back then didn't see that uh, as appropriate. Um, and we fought through that stuff. And I think what's nice is is that uh, we never saw each other um, outside of a color. We saw each other as human mm -hmm. beings and we, we love what we do and, and we've just, we've grown. Our, our kids are grown. Our son David now is 29 and our daughter Kayla's 27. Uh, David's uh, an Air Force guy and Kayla's a graphic designer. Wow. There you go. What's he doing in the Air Force? There you go. Yeah. Paul. Yeah, we've got two granddaughters. David's got two little girls, four and two, Nori and Isla. You know, we just, you know, in our family, my mom and dad now came to Cincinnati and they live here with us. How nice. Judy's dad passed three years ago, but her mom is obviously still significant and important in our lives. So we're just, you know, we call ourselves empty nesters, but... I don't think that we're empty because we are still contributing to our communities and we're just we're grateful that God has given us the opportunity to share and, and, and reach out. Sure. A few years ago, you may remember this, I officiate weddings and I was doing a special wedding for some very close friends of the family. My daughter's best friend was getting married and Kayla ended up doing the calligraphy work. Yes. On the, she did it from scratch and did a phenomenal job. It hangs, I've seen it multiple times, it hangs in their home. So you got to be proud of her. You got to be proud of David. And I know Paul asked what uh, your son's doing in the Air Force. He, uh, David, is an ammunition specialist. Oh, nice. Um, and I believe that he, David, has I, may have been discharged. I think about getting discharged because he got a, a severe back uh, issue. But um, he is just. Uh, that happens when you're lifting bombs and right all the stuff that he does. loading them on planes. And right. so he. Um, he was struggling with that, and, and I think he's working on trying to get uh, something to take place of. Uh, and I'm not pretty sure how the military goes with all the stuff that I don't really talk to him about military stuff. I talk I talk fatherly stuff with him how to sure. how to raise his girls and you know those type of things. So I don't talk military. I just talk how to be a dad. <laughs> you know? Beautiful. 
David, I remember back one of the first meaningful conversations I ever had with you because even not that you're still not larger than life, but back then you were closer to being larger than life, even had just retired possibly. And you were talking about meeting this angel and uh, that had changed your life. Do you want to talk about how you two met? Yeah, so I, I tell people, and I, I even said this to my daughter and anybody that's listening, just do not do it the way I did it, <laughs> even though it turned out pretty good, but um, <laughs> turned out really good. Um, so, you know, I, I, you know, I was, I, I don't really like to talk about the past as far as, you know, uh, uh, being married once, um, but I believe that this is my first marriage here with Judy. Um but I, yes, I was going through a really, really ugly divorce. It was almost like football's over, now the marriage is supposed to be over. Really? Uh, it shouldn't be that way. And then football came back, oh, now you wanna be married. Well, no, you can't do that. And uh, I met this beautiful young lady, um, and this is why I tell my daughter, don't ever do this, don't you ever do this. Um, <laughs> was driving down the highway. And, and, and now I know that sounds crazy. All right. How do you, how do you meet somebody driving down the highway? I gotta hear this. So I was just driving down the highway and, and here's the, the godly part of this. And if you know Christ, you, you know what I'm talking about. Amen, brother. I'm driving down this highway and I'm actually on my way to the airport to pick up my mom. I am a, a mama's boy, 100% and I will not deny it. And if anybody wants to see me come out of retirement, challenge me on that. Um, I watched your YouTube videos. I sure won't. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm on my way to, to the airport to pick up my mom, and I saw this bright spot on the highway. And when I mean by bright spot, there was a glow on this car. Really, I, and I don't know who's in it, but it was just a godly thing that I was driving, and I looked over to the right, and I saw this white car that was whiter than any other car on, on, on the highway. And I'm thinking, so what does that mean? You know, I don't know what it means. And I'm just driving. And then she got off and I got off behind her. And I pulled up on the side of the car. And then. Yeah, Louie, don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I said don't ever do this. Don't do this. And I rolled the window down. I looked over and I said, hey, you got a minute? And she says, no. Now I'm going, oh, oh what, what do I say now? What's my next question? So. She, the I light pulled, changed. The, huh? The light changed. The light changed and he I pulled. He said, pull over up here. And I pulled over and she pulled over and I got out the car and I walked to the passenger side. He got out of the car and I went, what oh, am, what I, am I, I doing? doing? <laughs> crazy, all crazy. Exactly. Imagine that scenario today, oh. the world we live in. And I know, I mean, you, you couldn't do that today. You know, and I, I don't expect people to do it. And I walked to the passenger door and I just said, I don't want to sound like I'm being this crazy dude, but... I just feel like I, I, there was something about you that I just need to talk to you. And she was like, well, um, and she was working for a, a cellular company at the time that she gave me her business card. And then I told her my name, but I, I wanted to say my name so that it wouldn't sound like this, this dude off the street was just coming because I had more to lose just like she would have if something really bad happened, right, 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 right. Um, David Fulcher. And I didn't say bingo, I didn't say, just say David Fulcher because I was expecting her to go, oh, well, because I was on the news. You didn't have a clue, did you? I was on the I news. I was not a football fan. I mean, I watched Super Bowl. Everybody watches the Super Bowl, but I didn't follow football, so I didn't know she who She had no was. idea who I was. But I was thinking that because I was on the news, um, you know, uh, going through a divorce that was not pretty, 
that I was on the news because I apparently it was supposed to have put my hands on my ex-wife and I know I didn't. All the media was right there in oh, front of my right, house right, and all sure. this stuff. Yeah. So I was thinking if I said David Fulcher and if she's watching the news, she's going to go, oh, I saw you and, and maybe not just turn around and drive away. But she didn't. Sure. So she, we exchanged numbers and I'm thinking, OK, well, at least we got the number. So I'm going to the airport, pick up mom and she goes about her business. And, you know, two weeks later, we have been playing phone tag like you busy. You want to go have lunch? Well, I think one day it was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. She was somewhere. We met for chicken wings. Yeah, we met for chicken wings. You know, I think it was, I thought it was my mom. I had my mom. Oh, no, that, that, was that was our second date. That was the second date. That was our second date. So the date. second date. Now we met, I met his mom. <laughs> she met my mom on second date. And once again, I was not trying to pick up a woman. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to date or pick up because I was going through what I was going through. But I think God put us together because... She was in a in a bad roommate situation. I was going through this bad, and we kind of like uh, counseled each other. You know, I heard her stories about this roommate and this sure. thing's going on. She heard my stories, and then we just all of a sudden it was like, you know, you know, God, I'm I'm not really looking for a relationship, but I got it. I, it organically happened. You know, and and most of it for me was like I said when I go back to <laughs> the first thing I said here, I'm a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. I couldn't call my friends, the my buddies. Hitting, the hardest hitting, hardest hitting guy right there. Mama's <laughs> ever walked the planet. You know, and I watched soap operas and all that stuff too. Um, but I couldn't go to my teammates and my buddies and ask them about the relationship that I had. Right. Because I knew what they were going to tell me. Screw her. Don't right. talk to her. Right. So I, I wanted a woman's opinion. My sister, my mom, and then I got Judy. And I'm going, so, you know, and I didn't ask her, what do you think about this? I was just going, you know, listening, talking to her, and I started realizing, you know, my mom told me this a long time ago, you know, and I, like I said, I'm a mama's boy, but she said, you've got the the traits of a female who wants to fix things. And well, you're, you're a Libra, man. I'm a Libra? Yeah. You're a Libra. And I, I used to say, you know, I'm trying to fix this thing. I'm not trying to, you know, push it aside, because that's what my buddies would tell me. And then we just started talking, and before you knew it, man, we were... We were like that. You know what's really neat about this, you two, is it's been a number of years since we've seen each other. Our lives went different directions. You guys know I pretty much travel nonstop, and I've seen what you're doing, and we're going to get to that in a minute. What I love here is uh, you seem as happy, if not happier, more giddy than the last time I actually saw you together. And we're talking probably a minimum of 15 years since we've actually been in each other's presence. It's right here, man. It's right here. I, I... You know, We've been I, together since 1997. Tell us this. Tell the listeners. How are you here? How are you here? How is this happening? How are you a guest on this show? How has God led you to be in this studio today? You know, I think it's because we we are we're compatible. We compatible. We're compatible with life. We're compatible with conversation. We're compatible with everything that we have. You know, and I know my role. We, we all have roles. She has a role. I have a role. You know, I'm, I, I, I love my wife like I love myself. I love my wife like I love Christ. You know, Christ tells me to, to shut up and listen probably more than she'll tell me to shut up and listen. Right. And sometimes, you, you know, I, I look at it. I'm like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a protector. I'm going to protect her as much as I can. But you are a Libra, bro. I know I don't. I, you are, man. I, 
I know I don't. I know I don't need to. I was wondering. I looked at your birthday. I'm, you know, to me, it's God in the universe, right? And the universe is He created it. And people look at me crooked on the on the uh, astrology thing, but it's never failed me in my whole life. My, My since I was 11 years old, it's God in the universe. It's His. And you are very, I, I wrote down some notes, you know, it's September 23rd is your, is your birthday, right? And you are very typical. I mean, you are very staunchly following that of God's plan, you know, for you. Jesus' plan for you through through that. You're, you're loyal. You're gifted. You, you are steadfast. I mean. I've had, just, I've had so many um, former teammates, you know, criticize me because. You know, I don't drink. I don't like to party. Neither I don't do, do I, those David. things. I and, take it all the time. And they and they and they they get they they criticize me. You know, I'm mean, I, I, you know, one of my teammates, and I'm not going to say his name, but you know, recently he just went off on me because I didn't step up to the plate when he was running his mouth in a meeting room. In he 1986. Was, 86. He was running his mouth in a meeting or 88, running his mouth in a meeting room and. The coach told him to do something, and I had said I had said something outside of him getting you know reprimanded, and then the coach told him again to be quiet. And he looked at me like, "Well, you gonna tell the coach that you said something?" And I'm going, "Well, no, he was talking to you, not me." Well, you're an all pro. You're an all pro safety. You he ain't gonna cut you. He ain't gonna fire you. I said, "But see, I wasn't talking when that happened." And I think sometimes they go, "Well, you're soft." He, he called me soft. I mean, still to the day, he called me soft. On a, a podcast. person called you On a podcast. Soft on a podcast. On a podcast, he called me Recent? soft. Like recently? Recently. Yeah, he called me Within soft. In the last two months. Talk about not letting anything go. Because, I mean, because he's seen him twice recently and he's brought it back up. Yeah, and, and it, because he won't let that go. And once again, I say, so why am I soft? So I'm soft because I don't drink. I don't party. I didn't do it when I played. I went home right after the game. I did all that stuff, and they did everything. And once again, I'm not trying to make these guys look bad. I'm talking about David Fulcher. David Fulcher, I'm soft because I don't drink. You know, where you hit and you knock everybody out on the football field, but you're a soft person outside of football. I'm like, well, you know what? You can call me what you want to call me, but I'm not going to act a fool or do something crazy because I didn't. I don't yell and scream at you. I don't drink. But that's another story. I call it another David, Dr. Can, Phil can show. I, can I ask you? You know, over the years, you know, we're talking about we're talking about God, and uh, you know, certainly, I I was giving you some of the information on what our mission is. You know, it's basically just bringing people closer yeah. together in general. Okay, yeah. and then if somebody, if uh, I will tell you this, I was charged with the job of just get them here. Yeah. Not charged with converting anybody. I'm yeah. not charged with any of that. My brother Maxwell, uh, Wayne Maxwell, if he's listening, uh, he's a big part of this and is the one who I told you about with the conversation when he yes. said, the Lord wants me to write music. And I'm like, okay, dude, whatever. And and that so that story, well, brother Wayne and I know now our job is bring people together. Such that's as all God just, asks us just, to do is plant that's, the seed. That's the, uh, till the ground. I'm tilling the tilling ground. It. <laughs> yeah, we're that's what. And that right. was Wayne's wife, Sheila, said. We are tillers of soil, 
the music is the seed See, sure. and then let it happen from there. But my question to you is what I have found over the past nine months, even from family members. Okay. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not a, I'm not a Bible thumping dude. I am not, I, am I. you know, I'm, I'm not clean as a whistle and, and either were, uh, have you watched the chosen? The movie The Chosen? Okay. Yes. So either were those dudes, right? I no. mean, they were like the rough and tumblers and all this stuff. But I'm even finding now that uh, every day it even gets worse. The closer I'm, the more people we're bringing, the harder the harder the, harder the bastard, yes. the bastard, and yep. you know who I'm talking about, yep. right? Yeah. Is hitting me. Yeah. And did you find that with, have you always been... Uh, outspoken as a, in in Christ, have you did did that affect people? Like, what's I had a family member say, "What are you, a Jesus freak?" I'm like, yeah. So I'll tell you, I'll yeah, t- I am. <laughs> so, but I'll tell you this here: I'm a Jesus freak, but I don't I don't throw it out there. No, I don't talk about it all the time. You know, what our one of our ministries, obviously, we're inside the jail, and we were just talking about this this morning with my guys. I go, listen, I'm I'm when when we, when you sit up and say that you know your music is you know you're asking Christ to help you with your music so we 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 we're bridging gaps i'm sitting in the jail talking to inmates who are who are doing things out of the norm i asked i asked three guys this morning i said how many of you guys are are felons and all three of them raised their hand i said what does your birth certificate say does it say felony on your birth certificate? They go, no. I said, so I'm gonna ask you again. How many of you guys are felons? And they didn't raise their hand. And it's just changing the way they think. You know, and that's what it is. I mean, it's and that's all you're 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 tilling some soil. We're doing it with the it. music. I mean, it's it's you know, and not every song is got in. You know, I, heck, we just released a song. I'm getting ready to release one that's the whole song's nothing but cliches. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything, but it's bringing these songs are bringing people in the room together. To them decide. I don't it. need to preach to anybody. No, you don't. I, you know, we talked about this, Brother Wayne, and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I'm like, hey man, when I got to go stand up in front of my God, I ain't getting no character witnesses. That's right. I don't get to call anybody in. As a matter of fact, what I want to do uh, real fast, I'm going to play a song, uh, and this is for Judy and, and you guys. This uh, released this song last year. Really cool tune. It's called You Make Me, and I think it's kind of appropriate for the two people that we got sent in here. Again, this is Paul Jones on Bootleggers Music Group Radio with uh, David Coleman. David Coleman on. Bridging the Gap. And I've got Mr. and Mrs. Fulcher here, and we're going to talk about some cool stuff. This is actually cool because I can feel God is coming in this room right now. I really do. So I'm going to play this one though real fast. And that was You Make Me. I've got got Judy uh, Fulcher telling telling Olivia, don't you ever pull over or do that. Don't you ever. But you know what? You know what though? I'm going to say something and and, you know, and it's it's you and you're our third kid. So, you know, we can replace you. Anyway. um, (laughs) (laughs) Third one, we didn't even know we had her. You know, the doctor's like, you got to grow on one. I'm not sure that's even mine. But anyway. Um, <clears throat> but uh, the only thing I'm, I, I will say, you know what? God yeah. did that. He did it. So if God does it, then yeah. you listen. Yeah. And that's one thing that I, I, want, I got out of your story, which is really cool, because that's what people don't do. They will ask God for things. They will ask him for stuff. And then they don't listen or they don't like the answer. Yeah. Right? You just got to listen. and you, you, We talk about it all the time. 
You just got to listen. Just got to listen, man. That's all you got to do it. is put your ears It don't cost anything to listen. No, it doesn't. And he will do things. It might be 10 years from now. It might be 20 years from now. You know, I'm, I'm witnessing it right now. I was, you know, my music career started, my music, uh, I've been playing since I was five. But it started when I was 23 trying to get a deal in Nashville. And God went, no, you're, no, you're not going to get that. And then I'm 57 years old. And all of a sudden, something happens. You're not 57 so, now, are you? I am 57, oh, yeah. Both you, of us we're, are we're the same age. 57, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're September 23rd, and I'm a... I'm 28th, a, 28th. 28th, I'm 28th. sorry, I said yeah. the 23rd. Right? I've got you both by a couple of years, but I'm in the ballpark. Dave's old. Um, just a couple. I'll be, I'll be by a couple quick we're years. 68, right? Please. <laughs> I hope to make that. Right, we're in the studio with David <laughs> Coleman on Bridging the Gap, and, and we have... Uh, uh, two, uh, I, I am just, I'm humbled to even have you here. It's I, neat, isn't Both it? of you here. Let me it's, share something with you both. When when Paul, when, I was so thrilled, and when I first decided to do the show, this is months ago, I think I walked in here in mid-January, out of nowhere, Paul said, hey, guess what I'm doing? I said, I'd love to, let's do this. You were my first guest idea. You were mm-hmm. the first Yeah, first, first thing out of his mouth. It's, the, it's taken us a while because of life, and I've had other guests, but you were the first ones I wanted to get to. And obviously, in the last couple of days, we posted on social media. We both sent out a lot of direct information to people, put it up on LinkedIn. And I just want to share something with you both. I didn't get back, oh, I love him. I didn't get back, oh, I love her. Every single person that got back to me in some way, whether it was a post, a direct message, a text, a call, said, I love them. How's that feel? feels great because that's how we see us. We don't see us as individuals. It's it's David and Judy. It's and we Judy very and rarely do things on our own. No, it's we're always doing always it together. together. Yeah, that's neat. Well, we you know, and so we try to be the example, and and we try to be the example for my my son and his marriage, my daughter and her now newfound boyfriend. Um, you know, they, they I've always said it that the, the the role model is not just it's not the the Michael Jordans. I'm not saying Michael Jordan's not a role model. Michael Jordan's a role model for basketball thought process. David Fulcher's a role model for a, to be a parent, mm-hmm. to be a husband. How do I do that? You know, I, when I talk to my son, I talk to my son on how our relationship is, his should be the same way. Do you remember how I woke up in the morning and asked Judy that she want coffee? What does she want something to eat? And I and I went and got it for her. That's what you should be doing for your wife. You know, you want to be a role model. Uh, don't don't look at the athlete as a role model to be a daddy, an athlete. Look at your daddy to be a role model to be a daddy. And the same way with our daughter. Our daughter wants. I want my daughter to have a relationship with her guy, the same way she has a relationship with her daddy. Respect. Treat your guy the way your mom treats your dad. And vice versa, and we we like you said when we do something, and we're doing it together. You asked me to come on this podcast, this show, to do this. You may have asked me to bring Judy, but she was already coming because that's and what I, we and do. I did, and I had a feeling she was. That's what <laughs> we do. You know? Why do you think that that you know your words of what you're saying, and you know uh, being the sports figure that you were. And it's it's refreshing to to hear because I've said it for years to my kids. Those those people are not. I've been in the entertainment business most of my life, and I'm going to be honest with you. Most people that I met in the entertainment business are really horrible people. Mm-hmm. 
uh, or they're just not the ones you need to put up on the pedestal. Mm-hmm. Of course, we got young kids that do these things, and of course, you know, you, like Hollywood, you got these these idiots mm-hmm. that just run their pie holes, don't have any mm-hmm. respect for anything, and yet Mother Teresa dies. You know, when she died, and barely even a, a whisper or a whim. I mean, right. who are we putting up? And like you said. It's, it should be your. Hopefully, it would be your family. Yeah, I think yeah. you guys probably see that in the prison system. They they didn't have any no models. They didn't even have. They didn't even have the parents. Right. And that's what we should be focusing on. Relationships are hard enough, honestly. Agreed. Whether you're married or it's just a relationship, I think we can all say that we've been together since 1997. It's not all been roses. Trust me, and we can both admit that. But you have to want it. I know he is. You have to want it enough to fight for it. And I think in today's society, it's too easy to quit and walk away. Mm -hmm. Right? It's that instant gratification. If I'm not being gratified, I'm just going to walk away. It, it, no big deal. Find somebody else. It takes work. And if you want it to work, it'll work. We became empty nesters a couple of years ago, and I, I had girlfriends not close friends but that would say oh now what are you guys gonna do you know you don't have any kids <laughs> now you have to look at your husband and i'm like 24 7 with david what guess are we gonna what do with that? i like my husband and i'm looking forward to spending that time one-on-one with him because it's a new stage of life it's you know we hadn't grown apart we grew together because we were a close-knit family but then we just grew closer because your, your go, daughter. Grocery store? Okay, I'll go with you. We did everything together. Your daughter posted on, I think it was an Instagram account about uh, family. Your son was back in town and family dinners were going to be S-O-O-O-O-O-O much mm-hmm. better. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just, it's really interesting because, uh, you know, it's it been important in our house on, especially uh, Sundays. I was on the road 47 weeks a year, yeah. and you know, I, when I was home, I, I would try to do that. It's kind of important. they grow up too fast. Yeah. They it's do, amazing. and then they they have their families and they go their own way. But you kind of have to pull them back in. Yeah, yeah. David, I'm going to switch gears on you here for a minute, all of you. David, I was watching the draft the other night. Just kind of interesting that you're in here a week after the draft and. I was watching it, and I'm watching them get selected, and I'm watching them walk the half a mile from wherever they had them at their little couches. Yeah. Literally, it took them, what, five to seven minutes yes. to traverse through. One kid started running because he was he went the wrong way. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's, it's hilarious. So I was thinking to myself, David, when you're watching that draft, I'm assuming you probably watched it or saw part of it, what's going through your mind? What's going through their mind? I said, take your back. Here you are walking through that tunnel. And then let's just be honest here. Your size, your speed, your gifts, as hard as you hit, think you had, what, 13 career interceptions, something around that. What you'd be worth today, what you were worth then. So two quick questions. What's going through the mind? You're watching that draft. What's going through the mind of these first round top picks coming out? What's going through their mind? And you watching them walk out. What's well, going I, through yours? I would say the first thing I would uh, that I believe is going through their mind is, is not falling getting to where they need to get because everybody's watching, picking your legs up, make sure you, you know, you don't do anything crazy. And then secondly, man, when you, when they came out of the tunnel and then there's Goodell and there's, there's the whole entire audience in Vegas, like, Oh my gosh, I, I, I made it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the star of the lights are hitting me. Uh, I don't want to, 
mess it up. Um, just excitement. Just, you know, I don't, I, you, you got to go back. And I say this to people. There was something in your life that just made you go, oh, my wow. Like, oh, wow. I mean, just, and, and that's what those guys are feeling. They're feeling that, you know, it, it, it could have been the first paycheck that you finally, you know, your first, very first paycheck or your very first kiss or your very first toy, whatever it may be. Sure. That, that, that car that you got when you were sweet 16 or whatever, 18, you know, just that overwhelming feeling that, you know, you're, 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 you're so uh, shaky that you're afraid to move or say something because if you do, it's going to look bad. And I just, for me to sit there and watch it, I was going, wow, man, that was, I got drafted in 1986. That was a long right. time ago. Um, I know I wasn't a first round pick. I didn't get that chance to run down the hall or walk down the hall, but I do remember with the 70th player pick, uh, pick in the draft, the Cincinnati Bengals pick, David Fulton Arizona State. And I went, no, did they just call my name? <laughs> Cincinnati? They sure did. Oh, they just called me. And there's thousands oh, wow. of fans that are glad they did. And I'm going, and, and for me, Cincinnati wasn't my pick because I was thinking, oh, Cincinnati, I'm a California boy. I'm growing up in Arizona. I haven't, I haven't been in no cold weather. And I'm going to go way across country to Cincinnati. And the Bengals hadn't won anything, hadn't done anything. And I'm like, why do I want to go play for the Bengals? I'm like, oh, I'm, on a, I'm a Raider guy. And I'm back home. I want to play for the Raiders who had to pick right after the Bengals wind up picking a safety from Michigan, they were going to pick me if I was still there. Mm -hmm. So it's like, no, but yes, I'm going to Cincinnati. And None I have of this to... would have happened. God knew what he was doing. So I think God put me, I mean, once you again. You have never been followed off the road. On I, the I, I, never exactly. have, I never would have followed her off the road. Man, and you know what, though, Judy, that's, that's, all, that's, that's how you got to look at yeah. stuff is, you know, I remember when my father died when I was younger, and you know everything happens for the, the everything happens for a reason. Had he not died, this wouldn't happen. This wouldn't happen. Yeah. This exactly. and you know, of course, you know, Louis sitting here and probably thinking, man, we, why are you guys giving him validation? You know, I mean, but it is everything <laughs> happens for a, a reason. reason. And Louis, his, he said he said that for a reason. It's his plan. He says it's, everything for a reason. It's it's his plan. And if you want to see his sense of humor, you tell him what you're going to do. That's that's exactly that's what it. I always say. Yeah, I was going to be, be clearly all the opposite of what you say. We plan, God laughs. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He goes, well, watch this. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, hey y'all, hold my beer. Watch this. Watch <laughs> what I do to this idiot down there. You know, so David. Funny. Before we get to another topic or go to another song, I just want to throw this in there. It doesn't have to be a long answer, but I really. I value your opinion, Judy, yours too as well, but the whole NIL now for college and high school athletes, the name, image, likeness, obviously they're making money off their, they can now. And then the transfer portal, which unless I'm an idiot, is free agency for college athletes. You're right. Just curious what you're feeling about all that. Um, well, it, it might take a long, it's a, probably a long answer. I might have to come back after the music, but I will tell you this. Um, I think it's going to, and it has, disrupted uh, the thought process of college football players. Um, and it's going to disrupt high school because high school's next, because it's happening, it's happening. And I think there are a lot of uh, uh, associations in uh, high school that are, are trying to vote against it because what would, what would motivate a young man to really want to graduate from high school to go to college or a college player playing his four years at this university because 
he was gifted enough to go to his university with a scholarship, but now you're giving him all this money. Guys are transferring. Three-year starter out from Nebraska, quarterback, decides he wants to go to another college because he says Nebraska's not uh, giving him enough information or working with him enough to become a professional athlete. But he's been a three-year starter at Nebraska as a quarterback. Why would you go to another school for one year because you weren't developed enough? Come on, man. It's it's the money that they're giving these college kids. And don't get me wrong. I think I think that I don't know. It's one of them, Dave, that I could say, does a college kid deserve money? Well, he's got a full ride scholarship. He doesn't have to pay for anything. But then again, the college is making so much money off that kid. The national championship teams that could play in the national championships are getting fifty to a hundred million dollars to play in the national championship. Of that hundred and fifty million dollars, what what is the college football player getting? The quarterback that you know for Alabama, who's out there playing his butt off, or the Georgia quarterback, or the linebacker, he becomes MVP of the game, and all he gets is a sweatsuit and uh, maybe a, a watch, uh, a pair of Nikes. Mm-hmm. But the school gets fifty million dollars, and then Nick Saban, who's the head coach for Alabama, is making sixteen, seventeen, twenty million dollars to coach him. Has your mind ever wandered, either one of you? Then we can get off this and go somewhere else. Has your mind ever wandered? Going back, and I, I read, I believe you were second team all conference as a freshman. Is that correct? Or yes. all, excuse me, all American. Yeah, I you was. You were second team all American as a freshman. That's very, back then, yeah. that was extremely rare. Today, you'll see some freshmen pop up, be up for the Heisman. Back then, an all American. Then I believe your next two years, you were first team, correct? I, I was a consistent all American for, for my three years, the three years that I played. First team, consistent all American. In that draft, of 1986 draft, there was only two consistent All-Americans in that draft. The very first player pick, Bo Jackson, and the 78th player pick, David Fulcher. So, yes, I was in a, you know, if... Bo Jackson and David Fulcher in the same sentence. In the same draft, three-time all consistent All-American. That means we made everybody's All-American team that year. Everybody. So if it's seven, if it's five, we made them all. And nobody else. Other people made one, maybe made two, this and that. We made everybody's consistent All-American. I know you're a wonderful man, wonderful couple here. Have you ever allowed your brain to stop and go, cha-ching, cha-ching, what would I have been worth coming out now? No, I haven't. Somebody Mm -hmm. said that to you, though. I've had had many guys say that to me. A former college teammate said, could you imagine if you were playing now, what it would be like? And they said that to me. They said that to me. They said that, dude, if you were playing today, some of my oh shit, some of my former teammates, Dave, if you were playing today, Rock, if you were playing today, dude, you know, you you'd be a thirty million dollar man right off the bat just because of this nil stuff. Yeah, unbelievable. You know, but I, you know, once again, I. But guess what he got last year? That's better than any amount of money. Please, please tell. He was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. Beautiful. There is less than one percent of college football players in the United States that are in the College Football Hall of Fame. Tell them what Less else just happened to you, David, that you went back and finished, and then we'll go to a song. So, I, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, finishing school, and I never thought about finishing school once I got drafted and I left school in 86. I left with probably about 25 hours of credits I needed to graduate and never thought about it until my daughter Kayla graduated from Thomas More in 2017. Correct? 17? 2017. And when she got off the stage, she came to me and said, Dad, you need to finish. You need to finish. And the NFL has a trust 
that were ex were giving uh, scholarships away, but you had to write a reason why you wanted the scholarship. $20,000 scholarship, $30,000 scholarship a year. And uh, I just wrote my daughter's story. So she said that, Daddy, mm -hmm. you should go finish. That, that was my awesome. essay. So I wrote awesome. it and I sent it to them, and a week later, they gave me a scholarship. So I graduated from Arizona State April of 2020. Huge awesome. kudos, David. Yeah. Huge kudos. Yeah. At you, the you, age you? of 55. That's not mm -hmm. easy. Yeah. No, that wasn't easy at all. It's not right? easy at 25. Exactly. Class of, it was class of 2020. It was much yeah. easier pulling her off the side of the road on the highway. Than <laughs> <I was graduating. laughs> that was hard, man. So, class of 2020, and that's uh, what Louie was. Yeah, Louie's 2020. Yeah. We graduated together. Yeah. Way to go, girl. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. So, no. All right. Well, hey, uh, I'm going to uh, spin a fast song here, and I, I want to welcome you guys to my church, right? And uh, and I'm going to actually play this new tune. Uh, it's called uh, Welcome to My Church. And I uh, uh, actually started writing it in August. Talk about a, a plan. I started writing a thing in August. We had a little bit of a, a dilemma on some of the stuff. God sends these things, but he doesn't always complete them. And uh, about uh, a week and a half ago, uh, uh, he said, pick up the guitar and uh, finish that song. So uh, this is called Welcome to My Church. And uh, we're going to release this one next. I'm waiting for the strings. I got my uh, string players in uh, um, Russia on it right now, putting the cello and the viola and stuff on there. We just got the guitar back. He turned it into a rock song for me, which is really kind of cool. And uh, uh, by, by the way, I want to make sure everybody understands Go in the app to uh, meet the bootleggers, and uh, you'll see all these people that we talk about on the songs. But here's uh, Welcome to My Church. We'll be right back with David Coleman on Bridging the Gap. And uh, Vultures here in a second, and Silent Louie sitting in the background. Yeah. Silent Louie. But this is Welcome to My Church. Uh, not released, <laughs> so you're hearing it here first, and it's not complete, but it's pretty smoking hot. <laughs> Welcome to my church, feel free to look around, give praise and glory, my spirit will be found. Welcome to my church, I'm here every day, just let me in, hear the words I have to say. Welcome to my church, yeah, welcome to my church. Welcome to my church. Come one, come on. Just believe in me. I'll catch you when you fall. Let peace in me. Yeah, I'll rule your heart. Welcome to my church for a brand new start. Welcome to my church. Yeah, welcome to my church. When two or more gather in my name When you drink from my well Never thirst again Oh yeah Welcome to my church Welcome to my church Yeah
And I'm telling you right now, by the time I get done with that song, we're going to have a smoker. So. I'm going. I'm going to that church. Yeah, I like that. T- welcome I'm, to that church. Well, you know, I like that. The, the chosen. You know where that song came from. So, um, I had started writing that song. I had not yet watched the chosen. And for those of you out there, uh, uh, no matter what your belief system is, watch this thing. It, it took me two years. Brother Wayne kept trying to get me to watch this. And again, I'm just not a verse guy, okay? I can open up the Bible and I read the Bible and I hear, uh, you know, like verily, verily and things like this and words I don't understand. Well, I watched The Chosen. I finally broke down. I watched it. You know what verily, verily means when you read that in the Bible, folks? It means, hey, y'all, listen up. I got yeah. something to say. Yeah. <laughs> and The Chosen gave me that revelation. Here's these dudes, just like me, sitting here telling my family, People around me, I'm going to write music for the Lord, mm-hmm. and they're looking at me like. In, in that show, that movie made me realize, you know, P, uh, Simon's wife had to have looked at him like, "You're out of your mind. What is going on?" You so, too. I walked in here today. Paul knows this. I walked in from the parking lot about ten fifteen, ten thirty, getting ready for today. That was on, and I said, Paul. Why isn't every church in America playing that as people walk in? Welcome to my church. Right. Yep. And, and it's a and universal that, theme. I was able to finish that song. It basically, if you listen to the song and you know the story, whether you know the chosen or not, doesn't matter. It's ba- it it started to close up with the woman at the well mm. when Jesus said, basically, and I'm paraphrasing, there ain't no religion. This is my church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's wherever I am. Mm-hmm. It's wherever you want. And I, it, it just, it just made me get chills. Like, yeah, you know, all we got to do is just be nice and love each other, and just, just be nice That's for it. change. How easy? I mean, is the world that? is like crackers it's right that now. That easy, man. It's I mean, that easy. It just, it, it, it really and truly is that easy. It is. 
you know, it's that easy. So when Paul yeah. and I were researching you, and we, I want to get to two things here. We're going to talk about manna. We're going to talk about butt for penguins. We'll talk about the things that you're doing. But we were going over some things, and I said, Paul, they're coming in. He started researching, and he goes, he texted me immediately. He goes, David, get him in here. Let's do everything we can. They're doing what? God's work. Yeah. Came right out of his mouth. Yeah. Tell us about manna, what it means. Uh, instead of me leading into it, I'm just going to let you go. What you two are doing in our prison system and the difference that you're making. Well, we we started um, or we started this program over twenty something years ago, and it wasn't manna at that time. Um, manna stands for mentoring against negative actions. Thank you. And I try to take it even a little step further when we. We now working with females, which Judy handles the girls. The men, I used to take it, and I said, take that word manna and take the A off the back mm-hmm. and put it in the front of, the, and now it says a man. A man. That's what I want you to be. I want you to be a respectable man. So years ago when we started the program, it came about where a young man um, at this charter high school got in trouble. Police came to the school and arrested him and snatched him out of the school. I then asked the superintendent at the school, can I go to the jail and take this kid his homework? Because I don't want this kid to be left behind. Sure. Wasn't this one of your, were you coaching at the time? No, I wasn't coaching at this school here. And I walked into the jail and Sheriff uh, Lease, Simon Lease at the jail at the time, asked me what was I doing in the jail. And I said, I'm here giving this kid his homework because I don't want this kid to be left behind. And that day he said, you need to put together a program to help mm. the guys in the jail. And I'm like, wow. they have no programming in the jail? They had nothing. I mean, besides GED, they had nothing. So basically, the people that are incarcerated are really learning how to be a better criminal than to be a person to get back out of society. So we kind of tweaked and put some stuff together and and kind of made it our own. and. When we first started, I don't even remember the first name we had, but we came up with Manna, and that was brought up by a gentleman in the jail, one of our guys. I said, I'm gonna, we're going to change our name. We need to be a, a different name that belongs to you guys. First guy get up and say, how about Manna? You know, the bread and the fruit and the, the, from the, the Bible. and, the, and oh, the, wow. And I went, well, wait a minute. Did you just really say that? <laughs> so I come home and I tell her, I said, uh, guess what? We're going to. We're going to change the name. And to what? And when I told her the name, she's like, oh, my gosh, why not? And our, one of our guys in the class thought about that. That wasn't my creation. They came up with the acronym? They came up with it. And then we put it in, we put it in there, and we, we, we've been MANA for 15 years now. And I'll tell you this here. We, what we do is it's work, and it's tiresome. You know, I tell people, I said, when I play football, my legs got tired. You know, my chest got tired. My arms got tired because I work. Well, man, my mouth gets tired because all I do is talk. When I'm, get, when I'm tired of talking, I, I, I be quiet. But it's not until I leave that jail. And she's the same way. We both come out of there and we, we feel like we just played football or we ran a track meet because they are thirsty and looking for new they're looking for change. Hmm. And what we try to do with this program is we talk about, and we call it our, I've called it my 12-step program. Hmm. People AA, they go to 12-step and do this. Well, our 12-step program consists of new beginnings, their image, forgiveness, justice, 
education, relationships, um, parenting, parenting, um, working, community conflict, uh, community conflict and resolution. And one of the biggest ones, we call it the sad team, smoking, alcohol, and drugs. Hmm. And we talk about that. See, we, we, we have, our program is not um, substance abuse based. Our program is common sense based. based. The things that we did as kids growing up, mom and dad said no, it means no. Not how many times you can ask today before a parent says yes. So I, I, we put structure I believe that every young man and every kid, kids are growing up, want to be disciplined. They need it. They want to be disciplined. They just don't know how. They need structure. They They need need structure. I I talk about this on stage all the time. And so we do that. Structure. They need discipline. They don't want to ask for it because it appears weak to do so. So, Dave, what we do daily on a daily basis is that we go back to the. I go back to the, and I call this. I go back to the old school method. You know, when my dad, a police officer in L.A. for 25 years, tells me to get in the house before 6 o'clock, before the streetlights come on, I'm at the house at 545, right. not not 559. Right. You know, so that's how I approach my class. Every young man that I talk to, now, it's, it's been a rarity in my class that I've had maybe a man older than me in my class. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's probably 58, somebody might be 60, but a majority of the people that I work with are under 57, my age. And I tell them, I said, if I, if I got a 42-year-old kid in my class, I say, man, you can be my son. So I'm gonna talk to you like I'm talking to my son. Sit your butt down. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait a minute, I'm a grown, I said, no man, not today. You in my class. This is what we're gonna do. Welcome we're gonna to do it this church. way. Welcome, Welcome to my church. church. Welcome to my- <laughs> so basically, I'm telling you what to do. And see, what happens is, Dave, and we said it, they want to be disciplined. They're afraid in the jail that if they if they tend to be a little soft in the jail, that the other guys take them softly. I say, but the guys in my class are all thinking the same thing. They're thinking change. So if this guy cries with tears in his eyes, he's doing the same thing. Guess who else is doing it? David's doing it. Right. Because you know what? what? What you're doing is you're speaking from the heart. Right. You I can tell right now. I know what it's doing to me. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Let me just say something's going on here. Paul traveled for 10, 15 years, bipolar boy, mental health, mental illness issues. You know what I've done. I've been talking about healthy relationships, dating, romance, those types of things. And it's not the amount of time. When you two say, I come out of there and we're beat, it's not when Paul and I are on stage, when the audience is going, oh, we love you. This is great. Oh, wait, you suck. It's afterwards. Afterwards. When the hour and a half half where they come up and say, this touched me. Mm -hmm. You're getting that every time you go in there. Every time. That's going to. Every time. you got to refuel your own church. Every, listen, man, right. every time we come out of there, we could have said what we said today, we said it yesterday, or we said it two weeks ago. And it's it's fuel. It's it's loading up the tank, and them, them kids or guys, they're running with it. The girls are running with it. I was in her class this morning with the girls, and I one, there was a girl who said to me today that her mom don't believe her. You know what I told her? I said, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use football here. In order for, I'm an all-pro football safety. There's a guy out there who plays exactly like me. Why would the team trade me out if he does exactly what I do? So you're going to have to be two times, three times better than this guy to take his position. So when you talk to your mom and you tell her, I'm sorry for what I did, she's probably not going to believe you because the girl said it. I said, but you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to do 10 more things to get your mama to believe that you have changed. Right. You just can't come in and say, I'm sorry. 
Because sorry doesn't get it because they've heard it before. You got to do more than just say I'm sorry. You got to do I'm sorry, right. meaning I'm gonna do something different. And she was going, I never thought about it that way. Well, what's the you know what's the saying? Actions speak louder, louder than, than words. words. And mm-hmm. you know, eventually, eventually, uh, you know, I've talked to you know uh, two and a half million people over my my time of speaking and, and whatnot and I'm telling you it's you know when people come up and they they're in the same thing they're in the same we had Dave uh, we had uh, we had Jake Clark here uh, with the Save a Warrior Foundation and I won't uh, go into a bunch of uh, uh, details but um, the one thing that he said of the people that he gets and he helps through his program is he goes I can't do nothing till they're done suffering and you're right because they have to want it. Are you done? Are you, are you done? And he doesn't even bring them in the program if they're not done something. I remember the day you and I talked about that. Yeah, it's there's, there's, it's, it, that was that was very eye opening to me. How often are you in the uh, in, in in the prisons? How how often are you there every week? You there? Uh, we're there weekly. So weekly. Yeah, okay. we're there. Well, we're we're there every week. Okay. And and like I'm in Butler County. We're both in Butler County, but I'm also in Hamilton County. Okay, great. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, both jails are getting some service. Okay. David, and, this is bridging and, the gap. How can people help? Yeah, I was just getting ready to say, David, what what do you guys need? What where's your where's what what do you we we've got people that listen to this program. Of course it goes to the podcast where we're gonna rebroadcast at seven, okay? And then it goes into our into the, the archive, uh, archive that they get in the app. And trust me, we've we've had some great success with people. What do you need? Well, I, I would say first and foremost, jobs. Okay. Companies that will hire guys who have records, yeah. girls who have records. Here's the thing, and and we we do have a couple of companies that we have worked with that 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 will solidify that and help us. But see, a lot of it is, you know, a person who has been incarcerated for two or three years gets out. They've changed. Well, the, you know, ABC company wants to bring them in here, will open up the door, they go through HR, and then there's a gap in between employment, and then when they say, well, I was incarcerated, and then the door closes, and it right. walks away. Right. But we've, we've worked with a couple of companies, but it's, it's, it's jobs. Right. You know, my, my, my perfect idea for me would be is if I, had a, if I had a company, or if I owned a company, or had some kind of part where they, I hired them out of jail, and then they have, they're working, they're getting money, they're building up credit, they're doing all the things they need to do. And then, you know, they, they decide that, you know, they, they, a company will hire them. Now they've got some, some credentials and things are going well that we could have funds for them to live off of. Because when they get out of jail and they don't have funds to live off of, they normally go back to what they used to. Are you, are you 5013C? We are not. Have you started? Okay, 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 we, great. Not a problem. We tried that a while ago. Okay, no, it's a, it's and a, it's a. Well, it's kind of like us. We it's hard. we're funded by supporters. Okay, right. but I'm not five hundred one three six. Yeah. Okay. So if a company wants to send money, they get uh, they're spending money for advertising. I right. mean, it's the same right yeah. off. Doesn't right. matter. And right. and, and, and you know? we did that. But we actually did that. Yeah, with but people. it's a it's a it's a it's and a it's a it, it's a pain. Let me tell you the toughest thing that we had when we were we were doing this was not too many people in this world, and we're talking 25 years ago, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit different today. Not too many people in this world, when they hear the word felon and criminal, they all back away. Mm-hmm. They put their hands up. Mm-hmm. Why, would I, why, would I, why would I waste my time? 
because it's not really a waste of time. The criminal, if you want to call him a criminal or inmate or whatever, is just like the average Joe that just lost his job over here at McDonald's, but Wendy's will hire him. But the average Joe is coming out of incarceration, but Wendy's, you won't hire him. So my question is, if society, and this is how I see this, this is my big, my big vision. Okay, society, maybe I need to, I need to have you in my MANA program because you're the one who says they don't belong in the in my company, but yet you're you 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 don't like them because they're they go to jail, but when they get out of jail, they're trying to get back in society to do the positive things, and you tell them no, and then as soon as he goes back to do what he used to do because he's got to eat. You go, I told you. See what I told you? There he goes back into jail. Well, remember, he came, he came to you. He came to you saying, I want to start my life right. I got three kids at home and my kids need to eat. I want to work here for Wendy's. Let me clean the floor. You go, oh, well, you're, you're an inmate. You're in jail. I, I don't want you in here. You're going you're gonna to bring in your, 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 your negative. And then he has to eat. He's got to take care of his family. So what does he do? He goes out and do what he used to do. Sell a little drug here, do that and that, and now he's back in jail. And that that just eats me up because I'm Man, thinking, it's a it's a cycle. It is. It's a cycle like in, in anything really. I mean all of us have lot, to work together. A lot of cycles. We all I mean, have to work life, together here. In this particular situation, it is a it can become and I've been that employer. <laughs> I have been the employer back in my younger days where man, you just didn't you just didn't even it wasn't gonna happen. you know, I had a, a a staffing company and people would go no 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 I know no 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 and I will tell I will say it has lightened up it's I gotten mean, better it I know has, it's gotten better it has lightened up but you still and especially nowadays here's what I want to do and I'm just saying we can talk about this when we're done but I'm sitting here we talked about a website and stuff yes. like that but here's what I love to do you know what we're gonna build you a website yeah that allows you to put people without actually identifying of people that are getting ready and what they're in need and what their qualifications are and then folks and I'm gonna let you know where it's at. We've got it. I'm, I'm, showcased. I'm gonna let them we've know it. where it's at and then there you go. Because there are hey, try to go to and, and I'm not saying that every one of these people uh, that you're working with is a McDonald's can I mean I'm sure you've got auto mechanics in there. I mean no, we the, do. the automotive industry is starving for people. Mm-hmm. I know a bunch of guys who own a bunch of dealerships that, you know, maybe we put something together and step up to the plate and see. And guess what? Yeah, you're going to lose sometimes. There's going to be that that failure. There's going to be that. But you already got that, guys. And I'm talking to the people that are out there right now. You already got a bunch of losers working for you that you just stole from another dealership. <laughs> hey, I've got, listen, I've got, I have major relationships with Runky that are hiring my guys. Yeah. JTM that are hiring my guys. Right. The Amazons. Yeah. The, the, the Queen the, City Sausage. Queen City Sausage. Right. Elmer. These these companies are hiring my guys. But that's only four companies. Yeah, we're going to get you some And more. those four companies, and once again. David, it's why you're on this program today. It's the man, let me tell you. On why you're on the program. If you, if you haven't heard or you haven't, if, you've been, if you haven't been listening to me today, I'm, I'm, I'm very passionate about what I'm talking about. I feel like right now I'm on yeah, the goal that, line that at the Super Bowl, trying to stop the 49ers from going no, to I the I thought you were being a little reserved. I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting fired very, up, man. He's very. Can you I mean, I'm getting fired up. I'm him on Super Bowl. I want you to get. That's what we do here. I mean, that, we do get fired up. But let's the, move some. It's so frustrating because I see, I I hear, I hear people. I hear officers. I hear correction officers. I hear just sheriffs. I hear people go. You know, we need change. 
And then when change comes in and guys changing, they revert back to, well, you know, you're, you're an inmate. You know, you're, you're a thug. You're, 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 you're doing this. And I'm thinking, well, what do you think he's going to do if he doesn't, if he doesn't, uh, if he doesn't do what he's supposed to do? And I'm sitting there going, you asked me to come in and try to make change, but you're not making change. You're not making change. You know, that, that's my, my, my daughter's. Oh, that's awesome. Was calling oh, hey, Kayla. So anyway. Well, hey, Kayla, but, but, how are you? Kayla, it's nice to see you. So does that make sense, though? It makes sense because if we you know, bridging, you know, bridging the gap, and and you know I, I do we do a uh, well. You've got two guys here that want to help. I I know it's been this because remember we talk for a living. We've gone all over the world. Oh, we, I know. We do what we do. So that's in our minds. Getting a website set up for you is in our minds. Well, you know, but there's but but what you're saying is is so. And we had two chiefs of police. We had the uh, the the Mills brothers who aren't brothers, but chiefs of police in there. <laughs> And we were talking, and I've got lots of friends that are cops. And one of the best cops I know on face plan is my buddy Kevin Newman. And this guy is a Cincinnati police officer. The dude is top-notch. And he says the same thing. You know, all of a sudden you see the same people over and over. And, and one thing that I'm sure you let your, your guys know and the girls know. You know, that's what the, you have to live the perception and mm-hmm. the, you, yeah. you're going to, like you just said, 10 times better. Now you, you have to rise above you do. what, though, it's like me with mental illness. You have to. You know, when people know that, you know, I used to drive around on my, my Corvette, my license plate was bipolar, B-I-P-O-L-A-R. And people get the hell out of my way on the highway, by the way. But you know, they weren't pulled over either. I used to talk to people, and they go, well, "Nobody will do anything. Everybody this over." I'm like, "You got. You can never use that as your excuse. You can't. You have to be better. You have to be than better than that man. person. You have to be because the judge and the jury is the cop walking up to your car that ran your plates and saw that. Typically, probably eighty percent of the time, he is actually right. Yeah. He's probably walking up on a piece of... They've done something. You yeah. know what? Yeah. yeah. you got to rise above got to rise above And that's what you're telling them. I'm in love with you right now, dude. Like, when if I you talk weren't so big and would probably punch me, I'd hug and kiss you. Let me tell you something, man. When I talk to these guys and these guys tell me that, you know, a cop pulls them over, and the first thing come out of their mouth is, is that you, you're, you're stereotyping me. Well, why do you say that to the cop? Why not just listen to what he has to say, and if you did something wrong... Own Face it. the music. Own it. But when you sit up there and you go, you're profiling me because I'm a black man. Well, you know what, man? You were a black man before he pulled you over. Right. Or you were a white guy. Just if you're speeding, listen, I've, I've sped many times right. and don't have tickets. Yeah. Cop pulled me over. David Fulcher, what are you doing? Now, you know what? It's not my fault that he didn't give me a ticket, but he should have. He pulls the next guy over and they get a ticket. And I, and I feel bad, but then again, I don't feel bad because that's not my fault. He should have gave me a ticket. So when I tell people, I said, if I was driving 85 miles miles per hour in a 55, I should get a ticket because I'm wrong. If I drive 60 miles an hour, and she said this to me many times, in a 55 and he wants to give me a ticket, speed limit's 55. He gave me a ticket at 60, which is probably ridiculous. We were were talking about the mill with the Mills guys. (laughs) We were like, you know, number one, if you're pulled over, just, I, I told the story, I was going 140 miles an hour coming through Kentucky. And I saw the cop. I just pulled over. I just, as soon as I saw him, I just pulled over. 
And he comes out, Ditch comes up the car, and I'll paraphrase the story, but he's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, dude, you got me. It's 3.30 in the morning. Well, I ended up not only leaving without a ticket, but he told me where the next cop was. But, you know, (laughs) but he's like, because he's like, nobody does this. I'm like, well, I'm not going to argue with you. It's 3.30 in the morning, dude. But I, you know, what you're saying is what people need to understand. And not only the people, not only inmates, people listening. You know, when your teacher or when somebody, yes. when they confront you, they're just, you gotta be better. Gotta be better, and man. And you gotta listen. And we're so, we're in a world of everybody getting offended. I'm, I'm actually writing a, a country song right now that, that's basically about uh, what it's about is everybody gets up just to be offended. What can I be offended about today? That's a good offended. one. You know, for yeah. crying out loud, offended. man. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're so sensitive. And then you, your, your people are dealing with something extraordinary. So, if we're change. so, so jobs, jobs or companies, how can Housing they reach? Jobs. How can they reach you? So they can reach five one three. Judy, you can talk. Five one three two five four. She's over there doing sign language. Like <laughs> she is. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to talk. That's you're both you on the radio. Are precious. Yeah, it's, it's almost. I'm six saying, we're, she's we're together. Man. I wish I, I should be video on this because she's sign language and I mean, <laughs> the mic's right there. So five one three two five four seven nine eight seven. Say it again. Five one three two five four seven nine eight seven. Two five four seven nine eight seven seventy nine eighty seven. And then. And then I know you got, I know you got a, let's, what's your active, uh, yeah, you know what, I'm going to spin a song here real quick. Okay. You know what, I'm going to spin this one. I I played this for David, uh, and I don't know where it's going to start. I actually, I was down in Nashville, and uh, and, uh, uh, it's a long story, but I I hung out with these homeless people uh, during the night. There's like five of them, and uh, hung out with them, and this song wrote itself on the way home. And um, it really dawned on me, man. We're all one bad day away from living on a stone, sleeping on a stone. And I'm going to play this. I think it might have the introduction on it because uh, I actually introduced the song. And uh, then we're going to be right back and we'll close it out. I know Mr. Fulcher and Mrs. Fulcher. I definitely want you to talk about Putt for Penguins gotcha. before we go. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. We'll culminate the show. And all right. Thank you for being here. All yes, right. Sir. So thank here you we for go. having us. As we get closer Conveniently pretend to take a call The torn dress is from her husband He took his life After they took his farm We call her homeless He called her princess We're all one bad day away from Sleeping on a stone He served with honor Fighting for his country But the battle in his mind Rages on Everything he owns Is in that backpack A parting gift from Uncle Sam After losing his arm We call him Homeless We once called him to defend us We're all one bad day away from sleeping on a stone
it's easy to ignore But it's here and it's real, people hear me We cannot make excuses anymore We call them homeless They were once just like us We're all one bad day away from sleeping on a stove Let's not make them hopeless We're all one bad day away From sleeping on the stove That's uh, one bad day away. I uh, actually uh, did not. I'm playing everything on that song. I like I, that, It's man. not produced. I like that one. Uh, but I played everything on it, and then uh, except for the harmonica, that's uh, Leon uh, Van Edmond, who is in the Netherlands. So uh, uh, he's actually in the Netherlands, and I had him throw some harp on that uh, little demo for me. But, that's uh, awesome. I was telling David, I said, I think we're going to uh, go ahead and uh, I want to produce it. And that was a part of from you guys coming in here because... Uh, we are one bad day away from a lot of shit in yeah. our lives. Oh, yeah, right? true, true. I mean, it, it, it nanoseconds. And I, when I speak, uh, I show back uh, September. Actually, it's coming up in September. will be my fourth year. I hit a, 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 a kid in our neighborhood in my Corvette. Thank God it was me. Uh, she ran out uh, behind us from this excursion. And I use that slide because um, all the, you, you know, the kids know my car, and especially at the Citadel when I spoke, uh, is really the first time I ever pulled uh, this slide out and uh, put a picture of my Corvette up there. And of course, all the young kids were like, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. And I said, yeah. And then I click it and it looked like I hit a deer. And uh, I said, dude, you're, you're just a second away. Yeah, you got to understand you that. You don't know what's going on in somebody's brain. You don't know what they're, you know, we were talking about people being mean. I mean, you're, you, you go to McDonald's and you yell at them because of this or you go wherever and you're yelling at a human being. You're berating somebody because your latte is cold. You are an idiot. Yes. You do not know what that person is going, going through. through. Mm -hmm. And uh, we tend, we, it's so easy to forget. I forget it sometimes. It's so easy. And, you know, like in your case with your guys and your girls that you're working with, man, they had a shitty day. Given maybe our, a given year our topic, ago. We have, the, we have the sirens in our background today. Given right. <laughs> But you know what I mean? No, they, no they, it, they, make, it makes sense, You know what? Man. They had a bad moment. They had a bad situation. And now you're going to make it worse by just acting like, you know, whatever. Or when people sit in their driveways and bitch and complain about, you know, stuff. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Judy, before we go over, and David, we, I heard quite a bit from you there, and it was some passion for sure. Judy, before I go over to Putt for Penguins and talk about that, what's it been like for you? What's it like for you to go in and talk to inmates and what impact do you feel you're making and how about what's it done to you as a person? Well, you know what, honestly, we, um, we've been in Butler County now three years. We started the year right before COVID. And before that being at Hamilton County, I would go in on days that he couldn't and fill in with the guys. And you know, it's so interesting because people would say, what did you feel like in there with all of them? And I said, I felt safer with them than I would walking down the street because I knew they all had my back. Um, Isn't that something? 
I liked to talk about the parenting part of it because to me, talking to men like that, which almost all of them always had kids and they weren't in their kids' lives, to explain to them what the importance is of them being in their child's life. I mean, all they have to do is look back at their own and say, my dad wasn't there. Okay, so where are you? Right. Do you want that to happen to your kids kind of thing? Um, and being at Butler County, when David went and talked to the sheriff about our program there, um, and they said, we want you to come in and do a program here, but we want your wife to come in and teach the girls. And he came home and he told me that. My first thought was, wait a second. I didn't sign up for this. I don't want to do that. But don't you do everything together? We do. See? And we can drive there together. We do the class a week. (laughs) So you know what? I will tell you, it has been so rewarding for me. And every day that I go in there, I say, there's usually new girls that are in the class because I have 14 of them. And today I had two new girls and I said to them, I hope you understand how privileged you are to be in that pod with those ladies because they're all there for one another. They have become this group of women that if one's having a bad day or got a bad phone call or came back from court and got bad news, they're all there for one another to cry on their shoulder or to uplift them. To see a group of women like that is so touching to me because women today in our world, especially on social media, and it drives me nuts, are so catty. Mm-hmm. So catty. It's putting a girl down for this or for that or judging someone else. We need to lift each other up. We all have bad days. Why not just all come together as that woman that you know that you've been, that you wished you had that sisterhood with and lift them up? And that pod is so special to me. incredible it is and it's become like i will have groups of women and then they will you know some will get out or some will go up to prison or or whatever and then i get new girls that come in and i always like to tell the new ones you need to realize how fortunate you are what a privilege to be with these women exactly and they fit in just like everybody else and a couple of them you know that maybe don't weed themselves out and get removed and put back to the general population with other women, it's just, it's really, really exciting for me. It's like that proud mama moment, and I've told them that before, and I've even come to tears, like, the way you guys uplift each other is like no other. Well, apple tree, number one. Yep. And and David, if you haven't taken a moment to thank God for pointing out the bright white car on the highway that pulled over for you (laughs) and actually talked to you, you might want to do that sometime today. Oh, Dave, I've done that. I I do it every day, man. Most of the time when I meet a couple, and I'm pretty honest, we're pretty honest in what we do here. When I usually meet a couple, even famous couples, whatever it is, one of them usually has it going on, the other one's like, eh, not here. I can't tell which one of you would be in the lead, which one of you behind. It looks like one of those dead heat races to the finish. (laughs) And that is why, and then Paul, he knows what we're doing here. The people that you are working with are being touched by your lives. They're going to have that glow that her car did, and those future employers are going to see that. Mm -hmm. I promise you that. I appreciate those kind words. Thank you. Let's switch over real quickly. Tell us about Putt for Penguins. Putt for Penguins. That's our our golf tournament that we have uh, annually at the Weatherington Country Club in Westchester. Um, 
it's June twenty seventh. June twenty seventh. We tee off at ten thirty. Um, if you wanted to mo- no, learn more about it, you can go to wavefoundation.org. dot org. Is that W A V E? W A V E Foundation dot org, which is basically Newport on Aquarium is the uh, the, the the beneficiary, but the Wave Foundation is their five hundred one three C. It's a celebrity golf tournament. Um, last year we had 35 foursomes with 39 uh, celebrities, um, and all those celebrities from basketball, baseball, football. Are you allowed to leak any names that are playing this um, year? Yeah, so you know, the current Bengals, not current Bengals, but past Bengals, Anthony Munoz uh, plays I love in Anthony. it. Anthony plays in a lot of my tournament. Um, Louis Breeden, Barney Bussey, Isaac Curtis. Oh, not Isaac Curtis. Or is supposed to be playing. Uh, Archie Griffin. Um, oh, how nice. From uh, Pete Johnson, played in Ohio State. Um, I've got... Um, Big George Wilson. Big George Wilson basketball, UC. Sure. Playing uh, Keith Byers, Ohio State's playing in it. Um, Byron Larkin will be there. Who's that? Byron Larkin. Byron Larkin will be there. Um, I've got, um, you know, obviously, you know, just... We're, we're trying to get uh, Joe Burrow's dad, he loves to play golf, trying to get Joe to come and play. So we're working on those type of things, but... We we've got a uh, uh, you know uh, George Foster, uh, Marty Brenneman. Um, we got Breach. you know who Jim Breach, Joe Jimmy Walters. Breach, Joe Walter, um, Icky playing. Um, you know we so we've got uh, you know Scott Williamson, pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds back back in the day. He's playing. Sure. Um, so we've got a lot of guys, and I'm pretty sure Solomon Wilcox is going to play. Eric Thomas. Um, there's a there's a lot of uh, well, guys. You got you guys still got room. You got you got yeah. Room we got plenty of room. Yeah, we okay. got plenty of room. You got room. We don't. Here's what we do. We there is no really a cap in a golf tournament. Okay. Because we just got to figure it out. And like I said, we had you know one year we had 24 foursomes, but we had 40 celebrities. So what do we do? We we put instead of a fivesome because that's what you get. You're gonna get four golfers with a celebrity. What we did was we just start putting some teams with six. Right. So they got two celebrities playing with them. Nice. Just because that obviously it costs for us to use a course, but it's a, it's a great it's a great opportunity. So basically Newport and Aquarium, uh, the conservation with the animals, they do a lot with taking uh, animals throughout the city in, in vans where they'll take a penguin. We'll have penguins at the golf course to take a picture with a penguin. Um, Maybe I could get them to come take a Yorkie. Can out of that, my house. Can do that. <laughs> just, you just made Lou very happy. You need to come made, if you like penguins. Made you made get your penguins? picture taken. Oh my God. Yeah. Will they take a Yorkie and a golden retriever? They can come to my house, swing by, and take them. And well, then I don't see. care. They, they don't need to bring them back. They bring a snake. So. <laughs> well, they don't. Oh, well, then take the Yorkie to the snake. <laughs> Transport the Yorkie and the snake at the snake. But it's a, it's a great time. So, you know, we're, we're talking. Uh, we're talking. Uh, Full five hours on the golf course with the celebrities. We have food on the course. We have restaurants, you know, Jags, uh, uh, Tony's, uh, the Tony's Steak Seafood. Uh, we'll have Skyline. We'll have um, Chester's oh, Pizza coming. Chester Pizza's uh-huh. coming. Um, Tony Vitale, uh, which is a great. I mean, he's been he's been a backup for to me and for many many years you, you know it's Scott really Hall. interesting you two have nothing going on in life you're kind of boring Every what do you do with man. your free time <laughs> uh, we drive down the street and talk to each other and go home and watch the <laughs> TV we drive to the uh, west, west, west TV. side of Cincinnati <clears throat> but yeah. I will tell you though man we so you know people always ask us like you just said man, when, when do you guys when do you rest when we go to sleep that's when we rest and very seldom do we do that I probably sleep three or four hours and I wake up and I'm ready to go to work she probably sleep a little bit longer, but then she's got to get up because, honey, we got to go. But let me tell you, man, I don't, 
I don't know what I would do if I didn't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. That's just fabulous. When I played football and, I, and when I left the Bengals before I went to the Raiders, I got up every morning at 6 o'clock. When I retired from football, I was getting up every morning at 6 o'clock because mm-hmm. I was programmed for that. Yeah. And I don't know what I would do if I didn't have nothing to do. Well, there's tons, you know, there's tons of people out do. there that that's, they, they live their life to, we talk about this all the time, of course, talk about it. Like, I, I, I'm not going to retire. I mean, I, I get up at 5.50. I know. When, you know, when, when the company went down and all that stuff happened to me, I still was here every morning by 5 or 5.30. And I, I do it every day. <laughs> I'm here every day. I wouldn't know what mm-hmm. And see, I I, I'm, what I'm the do. same way. I, I love golf. But I can't play golf every day. I can't play golf every day. As much as I love it, I can't play it every day. I try to play it, you know, once, twice, and three times in a day. And by the third day, I was like, felt like I was burned out. But I could go into the jail every day. Let me let me ask you this real quick before we we, uh, before we slide up there. Uh, So we need we need jobs. We need companies that uh, that we can put them in touch uh, with you. You gave the phone number. Clothing. uh, Clothing. Yes. Uh, And that that phone number again is uh, 513-254-7987. Yes, sir. Again, 254-7987. And I'll post that uh, in the uh, podcast thing and we'll we'll do some stuff there. But um, so, so clothing. Um, if anybody's got, I'm, I'm going to make an assumption just based on my part. If anybody's got any uh, any old vehicles, instead of donating it to Goodwill or anything like that, uh, that would pony work, up and and uh, I'm you know you. you can donate your car um, uh, that way. You can figure out all the all the logistics all the, all the and write offs and all that stuff. Yeah, you can figure that out down the down the road. There may be an organization that you already are with with a five hundred one three C. Yes, they could donate it to them, and then they could give it back over to you or something like that. Uh, so I would say probably transportation uh, type things. Uh, I would I would almost venture to say uh, what would be a, a cool thing is uh, you know gift cards for certain things, yes. for groceries. Uh, anything. I mean, clothing. it sounds like there's a lot. Well, you said clothing. Amazon. Uh, and then, and then, I'm also uh, thinking: um, Do you do you need speakers? Do you need people to come in and speak about career path? Yes. Do you need people to come in and talk about yes. interviewing techniques? Yes. Do you need people? We would uh, love all to do that. A, yes. a good friend of mine, Lisa Grigsby. That's what she's doing: is helping uh, women, and she also helps. And if Lisa's listening, we, you need to punch me up here. Because she's she uh, helps collect clothes for people so they can dress for success to go get an interview yes, yes. Mm-hmm. and things like that. And uh, uh, for people listening, you can uh, uh, if you need to, uh, you could drop the the clothes off to to our office right here, and we'll make sure it gets to uh, uh, to you guys and things like that. And so you know when we when we started this, we never saw that version of it, meaning all the. The clothing and all the necessaries. We just the saw the ancillary things. See, all we talked about was how do we change the way you think? How do we change yeah. you the way you see a police officer? Yeah. How do we? How do we? How do? How we want people to see you as equal to just like everybody else? So I'm gonna give you some teaching techniques. I'm gonna give you some body language stuff. Forget about the color that you are, right. uh, because that's who you are. I right. I said it to somebody the other night. It wasn't my fault that I'm six foot four. I didn't ask to be six foot four. I didn't even ask to be black, but you know that's part of my it's part of my makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom is five foot three, my dad is six feet tall, and I'm six four. Right? Where'd I get that from? I have no idea. But you know what? It's not my fault. But what you should know is know about me and who I am before you start making a judgment. 
Because my dad, my my dad, my daughter tells everybody that's just my dad. Right. He's just my dad. And Louie says, I don't know who the hell he is. <laughs> he says he's my dad. He says he's my dad. He says he's my dad. He but he says is my he's dad. my dad. Louis, you, you want to weigh in Louis, on Louis, Louis, no, no. Okay. Yeah, I like her face expression. <laughs> yeah. She's she she going to come over there and knock you out, man. <laughs> I can see it in her face. She's coming to, <laughs> come to drop a forearm on you. I'm very blessed to have uh, everybody in the studio today. And I got my baby girl here with me. I told her to, to come and, and sit and hang out with us and meet the Fultures. Are you glad you came? Yeah. That's all you get. That's pretty yeah. good, man. <laughs> it speaks. For, for, for just speaks. like our daughter. Just well, like our yeah, daughter, for man. For somebody whose mouth doesn't stop, <laughs> most of she's the Because she knows that we're on the air. She don't want to interrupt, right? David See? and Judy, I, I can't thank you. I know you're living all the way up in Mainville, Loveland, Mason, all that whole area up there now. And I, it was a little bit of a hike for you to come down here today. And I know... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I would love to... I would... You know, and I know... You know, we didn't touch even a, a, a pimple on an elephant's rear end of the things that I think you could be sharing and stuff. We'd love to have you and not necessarily always have to come down, uh, you know, here, but uh, do we some stuff. We can do that. We'd uh, love to come back. You know, there and maybe feature some people that are in need of oh, this is easy, man. Things. There's all kinds of cool this stuff. This is the right? easy stuff, and right? David, I mean, you know what we do. You know what I do. Yes. I know some of the best speakers in the world. I have a friend I'm thinking right now. His name's Michael Gersh lives in northern Ohio. He wrote a book called The Magic of Life. It's about getting the most out of life. Taking He lost his mother in a tragic car accident. He was right in the car. She died right there. He was mm -hmm. an infant. Went on to live his life. He's come. He speaks to He speaks to the court system every week. I'm sure he would make the trek down here and absolutely yeah. speak a couple great. times for you. And that's the tip of the iceberg. That'd be great, man. Uh, last words to you guys. Any any last words before we uh, pan out of here? And I'm, I'm actually going to play a song you uh, mentioned, uh, Come Together, and I'm going to play that on us out. And then once uh, Come Together is over, folks, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, this is Bootleggers Music Group and Bootleggers Music Group Radio. Uh, we are at uh, a buck and a half on this show, which is awesome. And it will be rebroadcast on uh, at 7 p.m. this evening. And then you will find it on the uh, playlist in the app. But, uh, dear Folchers, do you have any uh, any last uh, last words? Well, we just, uh, we're blessed, man, that we could come and just uh, speak Thanks. our minds. And we met, we met three more or two more good friends. And now we're, we're friends for life, man. Well, I tell you one thing, you uh, you were a, uh, uh, again, I'm, I'm just speaking the way it is. I I'm, I'm never was a big uh, sports fan, but you were uh, incredibly gifted for how many years that you played? Eight uh, years. So Eight uh, years. you were uh, a gift uh, to the city, I know, uh, a gift to your teams, but I'm telling you right now, your value is what you are right here today. That's it. it is so much greater. It is so much. You are you are a man to be admired, and you are a woman to be admired. A, a couple are, to be are doing, admired. Yes, Thank most you. definitely. Hey, I am not David without uh, Judy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not Judy without David. That is awesome. That is awesome. I that think that takes us to the song. I think we it does. still hold hands. Yeah, we do. My kids look at All us like, what are y'all doing? He doesn't do. want you to run away. Opening up the door. Nah. You know, opening up the door. Just, once again, lead by example. Right. I try to lead by example. When I walk in there in the girls' room with her, I say, "Good morning, ladies." Every time I see a kid, how you, you doing, mean sir? in the girls' restroom? In the girl, no, in the girls' room. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I was gonna say. Now, I'm glad all you right, now that. you just went you, you someplace. Know, okay. so I mean, this is the kind of daddy you got, now, right? No, you're the one following her on the highway. <laughs> now you're in the restroom with her. Oh. I think we might got. I'm seeing a pattern here. 
the comic finally came out. We, we made a buck and a half, and then the comic finally came out. It's all good. Well, we're, it's all good. We're so blessed to have you guys, and uh, uh, we're gonna we'll repeat where the information can come to with the the golf the. Uh, the golf uh, outing and stuff like that. And uh, right now I'm going to play Come Together. This has been Paul Jones and David Coleman with Bridging the Gap. All right. We are so awesomely blessed today. So here we go. Come Together. And uh, then I'm going to take us on autopilot. <laughs>